Hi, and welcome to the second episode of the Manage Space podcast. My name is Paola Santiago, and I'm really glad that you're joining us today. I'm the Senior Technical Product Manager for Manage Space, and I'm here to talk to you about everything from our Manage Space software solution to commercial space management, especially in the cell storage, marinas, and RVs field. So as part of the Union Real-Time Company, we want to introduce industry-breaking technology to the self-storage and commercial property management field. Our purpose for this podcast is to share our specialized knowledge about bridging technology with the self-storage industry. And to do that, we want to talk about our expertise and what we know and have really, really interesting conversations with leading experts in the fields as our guests. Today, I am joined by my Union Real-Time member, James McLean, where we'll explore the types of questions that you can expect from us to ask our guests and why we chose those questions. Yeah, thank you so much for the introduction, Paula. Uh, I'm James McLean, I'm a market analyst with Union Real-Time. And a big part of my job and what I really like to do is get to go to trade shows, to have conversations with people in the industry. And I, as a relative newcomer to the self-storage space, that's kind of been the best way for me to learn. And we're really excited to unpack the questions that we're going to ask on our podcast to our guests to kind of help our audience understand who we're working with, what we're trying to accomplish through the managed space platform, and sort of unpack uh, different insights that are going to help you guys out, hopefully. So without further ado, let's go through the questions just so you guys have an idea of what we're going to be asking our guests and sort of why. So the first question is how did you get into the self-storage industry? Kind of what was your first steps to get your feet in the water? Uh, what And whether did you decide to open a self-storage facility or acquire an existing one? Because coming from a radius perspective, there's two different sort of approaches to it and with both different mindsets. You know, um, building one from ground up, you try to find a feasible location. The metrics you're looking for are very different as opposed to acquiring an existing one where you're coming in with sort of an add value mindset uh, something that's already up and running, but that you feel like can really take off and, and increase in revenue if you just added a few things. Yeah, absolutely. And from a self-storage management um, perspective and going into self-storage when you don't know anything about it, do you want to start from the ground up or do you want to learn about or do you want to go for an existing business where you know that it's already working, there's already people in it, there's already units that's available, and you just have to take over and acquire that uh, facilities and manage that existing facility. So from the managed space perspective, those things are considered for us as different efforts because while it might be harder for someone coming into the space, and to build one from the ground up, it is actually easier to have a property management system with a new space because you don't have to worry about mapping data, learn uh, trying to transfer one his, like your historical data to another. It's just all new information, new organization. You just create your new organization, new users, add in your units, and done. Now, if you acquire one, that usually means that we're going to have to work with your existing property management solution and see what type of information can be that can be transferred over. And as much as possible, we want to make sure that you get 
all the information or as much information as you can as possible into our system. But also there is the other version where your existing system may not have all the information that should transfer over to the managed based system. So it's actually quite funny trying to you know, navigate that. It's almost like a dance or it's, it's quite, uh, it's a, that's a really fun question to ask someone because there's just, there's actually quite a bit of layers. Absolutely. I, I was not aware of how complex that whole transferring process is, but now you bring it up. That's definitely a great point. And I'd be curious to see if a lot of our guests had those kind of things in mind when they made the decision between buying and developing, because I certainly didn't know it was that complex to transfer over systems and other past data or backflow or anything. It's not, it, it is complex and really it's not supposed to be, but what <laughs> makes it a bit complicated sometimes is actually the credit card. Oh, so especially the payments, like how does that transfer over, especially there's different systems and we, I can talk about this for hours, but um, one thing to really learn is the payment system. And does that mean that it'll transfer over? Uh, do they have a third party or, or many of the people that I've already talked to, how they've done it is that because they couldn't transfer the credit card payment, they had to postpone that uh, payment for a week or a month. Um, so that they can call each of the existing customers um, one by one so that they can get their payment information again to the new system. So, you know, those are small, those are things that aren't really thought of, uh, I assume by most people, but it's definitely, uh, it's, it's quite funny when you ask and when you try to ask that question. And yeah. I wonder if any of those headaches have deterred people from acquiring and just saying, hey, let's just develop from ground up because to avoid all those kind of processes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially uh, when you don't have that people. But yeah. So what's the second, what's the second question? Our next question is, can you tell me more about your position and what you do for your company and your daily responsibilities on a day-to-day -day operations? I think this is a great question to ask our guests because it helps our audience and ourselves understand kind of what role they play in the company itself in managing the facility. Are they an operator? Are they on site? Are they a manager? Or are they sort of just kind of like the owner who checks in once a week or helps, you know, iron out some issues and make sure that their people have what they need. So asking this question understands the kind of different levels to it. And it helps us from a managed space perspective to understand from a reporting level what they need. Like what, what are the different levels of reporting that we should be able to provide to people when uh, managing a property? Yeah, absolutely. There are so many things. Uh, we want to know from people. And really, this question is the main question I ask all the user interviews I do. Not even the main question at times. It, it filters out the people that I talk to because it, it really depends. Uh, depending on what I'm looking for, it could be that I'm looking to expand on the functionalities needed on the daily operations or in the move in, like moving in customers and uh, moving out customers and the delinquency. Well, I don't necessarily need to talk to the, the marketing or the, uh, the, the operations team. If it's a big facility or storage facility company and they have hundreds of storage facilities across the US, 
when I want to learn more about delinquency, I want to talk to the managers and operators because yeah. they're the ones who really need to abide these really intricate rules that place on them with the lean letters and how many days can you send them? Can you send them through email? No, well, then you have to send them through legal papers. So these this, this question kind of provides that gap or that boundary between, well, am I going to be creating a functionality for these operators and managers or the ones in the field or like you said, for the reporting, especially for the C-suite members, the operations and, and the investors and everyone else, like trying to figure out, making sure that there's this consistency of revenue and and services that's being sold across all their self-storage facilities. Like, so that's really the main reason or one of the reasons why we ask those questions. Of course, we want to ask that question so that we want to learn more about them. <laughs> Really, no, that's great. And the next question is going to be: What facility or facilities do you currently manage and look after? But sort of from the perspective of um, mixed asset classes, like there's a big kind of misconception that self storage is limited to just traditional self storage, like roll up doors, single floor units. But in reality, we have RV and boat storage, or as you mentioned before, uh, marina storage as well. And so, kind of understanding whether our guests are tapped into those different asset classes would be super helpful in, in kind of using our managed space tool to help them out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And this type of facility type is what we call the, a question for the onboarding process on our end. It's we we have to ask them our, their site type because we're managed space is such a visual um, system. We are very much focusing on making sure that you see what you need to see your site map. So you don't need to look for your blueprint. You just need to log in and see how people are using your space. And most importantly, from our perspective, while we're doing a 3D model of these types of units, if it's a storage, then we have to do a storage cell, a 3D unit. And if it's a marina, well, we have a boat to kind of represent a, a marina in a slip. So a mixed asset type is something we want to learn more because we might, we only have ones for cell storage, RVs and marinas, but there might be more combinations that we don't know. And it's a, it's a really great question to kind to really inspect and investigate if what else would be in that mix and really um, if we're missing anything and, and yeah. I mean, these guys are the experts. So hearing what they are tracking, what kind of storage options they have available is definitely something I want to have some feedback on. So super curious yeah. to see what kind of other storage options people are tapped into and what we're missing from the managed space uh, visuals as of now. Moving on to the next question is, how are your current facilities or facility coming along? Are they performing as well as you expect them to? Has a lot changed from when you first developed start acquiring them till today and have they exceeded or met your expectations? So this is a fun question. It might be a little personal, but I think that when a lot of people dip their toes in the cell storage industry, there's a lot of allure to it because it is kind of recession resilient. And we're seeing it even now with the Q2 reports from the public REITs staying strong despite all this economic turmoil. So I think asking these questions and saying, hey, have they held up to your expectations? You know, despite everything that's going on, are they still continuing to be profitable? Or have you run into a lot of road bumps and what are those? You know, what's preventing you from keeping your facility to be as productive and 
you know, giving you as much revenue as you expected it to when you first started. So asking them so what their expectations were, uh, what kind of macro conditions are affecting it, or kind of what things have prevented you from getting there is all stuff I'm really curious about from our guests. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is always that gap between what is expected versus what's the reality. That's why we get we keep seeing those memes about the reality yeah. and like expectation of things. And so for most of our listeners or some of our listeners, we are still trying to figure that out. How many of them are trying to get into the self-storage space and what are their expectations that they know from, from their own network and from their own research? And we're trying to dive in into what might be the hiccups or the things that they won't expect. And from you know different perspective, my perspective, again, these types of questions allows for us to find the edge case scenarios that yeah. we might not know about. Or yeah. like, I mean, before coming into the cell storage industry, I didn't know much about the delinquency space. I mean, how, how would they know? How would I know? I didn't, I mean, I understood that there's a reality show, but what made that reality show a thing? Yeah, I think people often are not aware, if you're not an operator, someone who hands on a day-to-day basis, just how painful it is to get from uh, getting a tenant delinquency out to getting it to auction. That process is extremely intricate and a lot of um, steps along the way. You have to be really, really attention to detail. But yeah. I like what you said about edge cases, because that's actually a strong lead into our next question, which is, has there ever been an interesting situation you found yourself in uh, since you started your journey in the self-storage industry? And I think um, it's exactly what you said. Like, you don't know what you don't know. And so uh, I think always leans are a good point of that, but I'm sure other things as well. Like, what is the most interesting situation you've had that you didn't expect, that no one ever talks about, that you feel like other people could learn from your own mistakes or from your own experiences? So asking our guests who are these industry veterans who've been around for so long, I think is going to be a really, really fun question and also give our audience a lot of insights into, hey, avoid this mistake or be on the lookout for this when you're starting your own facility. So hopefully it's going to be a fun question, but also save people a lot of the same hiccups that our guests have experienced. Yeah, absolutely. And with this question, it it unveils anything that would be considered competitive advantage uh, for certain property management systems, uh, especially with things that I've learned so far. I mean, small things like having to have reports so that they could just know what need what they need to know instead of having notifications. Right. So if there's a move out or if someone, for example, it's another thing that I didn't know about the cell storage space is um, they have to increase rates after a certain number of months or certain number of days to stay competitive. Right. Well, then do you have to keep running reports for that to find those types of people you need to increase your rent to or do you not? And this is and it's kind of that interesting situation because there are some people who have a third party business um or a third party system to analyze the reports that they have to find that answer, which is insane because you can just have that in one yeah. property management system right. and just be notified saying, hey, need to increase this person Absolutely. and those types of things. So 
really lovely question to ask and honestly kind of similar and related to the last question that we're going to delve into which is where do you see most of your time get taken away yeah this is this is definitely my favorite one because at the end of the day uh, what radius and managed base is trying to do is provide solutions for our people uh, solutions as in increasing revenue and saving time uh, we want to make sure that whatever your pain points are we're able to solve through our you know philosophy and kind of approach to things which is using data using technology to iron out kings and make sure that the hiccups you face on a day-to-day -day basis get minimized and that your business is performing as well as you want it to be without all these like getting bogged down by having to do things on a daily basis that should be automated so with radius I mean, we deal with a lot of macro data and we use that to kind of see national trends as well as see the overall health in the industry but kind of applying that on a facility level on your day-to-day -day operations i think it's gonna be super fun and provide a lot of value for people so hearing what eats up a lot of your time you know what is your biggest headache is going to give us a strong direction to where to start to solve that problem so i'm very excited to see what our guests say and i hope our audience is too yeah absolutely figuring out their and their pain point bread and butter for every product manager out there so that we know what to do and where to focus on for yeah. the next feature release. But yes, most of that is all our questions for today. We'd love to hear from people, from people listening to us. Like if there's any questions that they wanna explore more or any comments that they have, and any questions that we might have missed, you we probably missed quite a bit, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure that our listeners can comment on that. We would love to hear from you. And I'm Paolo Santiago and I'm James McQueen. Be sure to follow us on all our socials and feel free to reach out if you have any questions or concerns. Until then, be sure to tune into the Manage Space podcast every month. Thank you.